0: And welcome to the Ramon Foster Show on a not-so-sunny Wednesday. The Steelers had their last practice before the blessed bye week. Players get four days, go chill, go spread out all over the <laughs> continent, whatever. What, what did you used to do, Moan? Man, week?
1: rest. <laughs> like, that was the biggest thing I needed to do was rest, especially at the position that I played. Was there was no need for really much else to do, uh, but... It's really just a mental reset for all parties involved. Just being completely honest with you, there is no other way around. If you're doing anything other than mentally resetting yourself, like, yeah, you can probably go out of town and party and stuff. But you you got to have a factor of just, ooh, bringing it down for a second. Because after the bot, everything ramps up. There's no excuse or no breaks coming your way.
0: Yeah, I remember actually once running into you at the airport. You yeah. were that coming? You you were coming back from somewhere on the bye week, as a matter of fact. Like, I got a baggage claim. There's Moan, yeah, absolutely. And what's so funny
1: too? I'm not sure if it's still the case, but it probably is. There will be a lot of people waiting in the airport all Sunday long, waiting for guys in their autographs. <laughs> I see, like, keep your head down. It's like Mo, where are you going to hide? Like, you got bags. Somebody's going to see you coming down the escalator. So go ahead and sign it, and let's roll. Well, one member
0: of the Steelers went to the airport in an unexpected situation Uh, yesterday. Chase Claypool being traded to the Bears for a second round pick in the 2023 NFL draft. And Mike Tomlin addressed that today. Yeah. After practice on the south side. And he just basically said it was a matter of asset management. He didn't. Even and I predicted this. It was he wasn't even going to come close to rebuild this, rebuild that. It was just going to be, hey, that was just a really good pick for us to get.
1: Well, okay, I hate to say I'm right on certain things because you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, right? You might as well. But on this one. This lends to moving forward, though, right? So I got got a couple, I guess, theories on it. One, you don't want to pay the wide receiver market for a guy that you don't see being a true number one, or you don't want to give out that type of value for him in the coming year, because Chase is due soon. That's that business side of it. The other side of it is DK is, is too many guys in a room to cater to,
0: Right. That wide I receiver really tight end room. feel like that's been part of this all along. <laughs> Excuse me. It, I really it, do.
1: It's really eeny, meeny, miny, mo when,
0: when you're trying to decide on which one you want to let go. I, I mean, it, it's not like – see, there's two ways to do this. If you're, if you're Mike Tomlin, you can go into Matt Canada's office and say, hey, all these plays that you're running for Claypool or whatever, let's start seeing those go to George Pickens or let's start yeah. seeing your guy moan Steven Sims get involved. Yeah. Okay. Or he could say this, but but then you, you would, what would be the impact there is Claypool then starts grousing. Cause now yep. he's on the sideline. So solve the problem in all ways and, and get and, a second round pick.
1: And you get a second round and DK, I know you don't like to go this route and have this conversation. Oh, but this goes to, the
0: draft. Oh no! Here he of goes. getting getting it's picks. by week
1: <laughs> for guys that you need in the future. DK, we can still compete and still be a, a, a try to be a good team and try to position yourself as. Look, we're in this. We're we're fighting. We're never gonna quit. We're staying ten toes down. Yes, that is true. But if I can get a second rounder when I know I have an incomplete squad, when I know I need more picks, when I know I don't want to overspend in free agency to go get guys because we tried that with other people. Okay, let's be honest. You want to get two free agents this past year, right, and as far as the offensive line goes. Um, you end up signing the guy last year, Trey Turner, free agency to try to put a Band-Aid on that. And then you also have incompletions at other positions. Let's go left tackle, left guard. Huh? Can we go there? I, you
0: just did, and you, actually, you, you do this all the time. And I understand it's I because didn't. you're watching somebody else move into your apartment and and trash the place.
1: <laughs> so okay. you so you know what two tools do next year? I can go get another skill, or I can go get a middle linebacker in the first round, or maybe second round, and then I can go get a good quality. Hey, what do we like the What do we like the draft? in the in the second round but they're probably good enough to get in the first round but i will be better off oh, getting them in the second we yeah. get guards
0: guards right? I, th- I was th- I thought you were for sure going to say wide receivers but yeah you can get, you can get guards uh,
1: uh, uh, but but that's the flex I can go get a third round wide receiver that is just as good
0: that's true
1: what the way college offenses are set, you you position yourself now, man. I can go get a third round guy that can come in and start from and be the guy, be the man. Because who's what's the what's the over unders on first rounders hitting anyway? It's like fifty percent is hit or miss.
0: Yeah, I mean it depends on where in the round, but yeah, uh, it's 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 certainly they make it. You know, they get a yeah. chance, but they don't stick. Certainly not all of them. I don't know, Moan. They have. I, I thought I saw somewhere that. If the season ended today, which obviously it doesn't, <laughs> uh, based on where the overall standings are, that the Steelers would have three picks in the top forty-three, and wow. one of and one of them would be number four. I, I saw that stat.
1: The highest the Steelers have ever been put in a draft position since the fifties.
0: Uh, I mean, Mean Joe Green was a, was a number one, but
1: well, I mean, so, this early in the season, maybe yeah, is what it meant, yeah. but.
0: yeah Yeah. um but yeah but but i i was gonna say here is is and you also have certain things that normally a team that has draft picks like that yeah would need a quarterback would need wide receivers okay yeah to me you're already paying Deontay. you got him Mm -hmm. okay if george pickens does what we all think he should. He's your number one wide receiver. Yeah. And guess what you can go invest in now for the first time in a long time? Talk to us, DK. Trenches, period. Yep. I mm-hmm. don't care if it's one side of the ball or the other side of the ball. I want nothing but beef walking onto, walking onto that campus in La Trobe. Nothing but beef.
1: Can I interject something? Mm-hmm. You know how long James Daniels is signed for? Yeah, I think it's four years. You know when his potential out is?
0: No. 20, he sounds 23? like you do. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> I think they can get out of this next year, TK.
0: Well, if they get out of it, you know how they'll push him out the door, Moan? How's that? He'll, he'll be going out backward. It'll be on skates. <laughs> It'll skates. R- roller skates. <laughs> roller <laughs> skates. <laughs> If I'm
1: not mistaken, man, that's that's when it is. His deal says it's $26.5, $8 million sign and bonus. That's the guarantee. It's $8.7 yeah. million was guaranteed. 8.7 was the guarantee.
0: That's it. That's it. That's and you it. paid that out this year. Uh yeah, because he was never part of, I mean, they didn't do a whole lot of restructures. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if again,
1: you can still compete at a high level and try to be above 500 as a team while also planning. And that the smart teams, which is what we had a deep conversation about the other day was, I don't know if we've had much of that development that has happened as of late, specifically in those trenches. And Cam's going to need a guy soon, too.
0: This subject's way too good to limit to a single segment. <laughs> we'll, we're we're going to continue on with this when we come back. back to the Ramon Foster Show, and as promised, we're going to continue talking about Ramon's favorite subject to talk about in season, and that's the draft. It's the Ramon Foster Show. What am I going to do here? Say, no, Ramon, we can't talk about the draft in the middle of the season. But, you know, we're starting to head in that direction, and if it's a four overall, if it's a three overall or something like that, I I haven't gone all you know, Mel Kuyper yeah. on this process yet. I, I'm not going to be able to drop names or anything like that into the conversation, but I do know this. I'll say it again. You don't need a quarterback. No. And you're not going to go fishing for some superstar wide receiver or running back or, you know, some Saquon type or whatever. You're, you just get, just
1: get beef. Yeah. And, and uh, Okay. So we, we're not talking draft. We're, we're talking self checks. That's what we'll do. What okay. Do we had a, we we had a light come on. That light is we kind of suck right now. Okay, <laughs> that, that's the light. So let's since we got right now, we're sitting in the lobby and we're trying to get this car fixed. So let's say, <laughs> hey, that's what we are. It's not draft talk. Is we're doing a self check here. In that self check, as you said, we you need beef. Like, you got Larry Owen. I think he's playing pretty good for a guys free agent up on a year deal and stuff like that. But there's an exodus that is coming. You know Tyson is probably out. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Chris Wormley. There's a lot of young guys. I know this. I know this team can't feel too great about Devin Bush and Robert Spillane in starting roles, period. I know Miles Jack is in a situation. You probably find yourself in and say, man, I like it, but I don't love it if there's somebody better or if we can pair him with something better. Then he can be better, but then again, you look at his age. I know he's not overly old, but he's not young, okay. And then you look at your corners, right? You still do now. (laughs) (laughs) We do now. Yeah, we do. We're looking at that situation. You got to kind of say to yourself, all right, maybe it's just not a good built team right now, and that's why I'm bringing up this conversation about getting a second round pick for Chase. And when you know that there probably wasn't going to be much hope for him. Like, I think you boost Deontay up a little bit better when you got Chase out of the room. I think George now knows, look, if I do what I'm supposed to do, hey, I'm holding up a one if you're hearing me on the podcast. I'm number one. You take your picture next to the football in your hand, and you hold up a one. That's what he's doing right now. Pat, guess what? Pat Frymouth. now there's more balls to go around for you. But then you still say to yourself, man, if we can't protect him, if we can't go find a group of guys around him that can move, look. If we are at that position, DK, to where Najee honestly needs role graders in front of him, now you get that opportunity. If I actually, oh my god, I'm looking at this film. God, I hate when I get emotional like this. I'm look, I'm looking at this film, and I'm watching guys take one step and turn, and they're allowing the defensive line to get upfield, DK, offensively.
0: Yeah, Ole. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. run in the run game. In the run game. When all you need to do is find somebody and knock them back.
1: It wasn't a draw. And I know it's hard. I, I played the position. I know it's a strength. Some players you're going to win. But I'm seeing it far too often that our guys get pushed back or as badly talked to where they're not getting the job done good enough. So what if Najee does need a couple of big guys up front? Now you got that opportunity. This is a self-check episode is what we're calling it.
0: I like this. <laughs> I like this, but your self check on the O-line is virtually okay. non-existent, but that's because yeah. I, I mean, I don't hear, you know, and actually I, I shouldn't say that because when you talk about the O-line, you tend to, to isolate on the left side and not just because it's where you came from, but because that's been the problem area. Uh, yeah. Not that, not that James Daniels has been great, but I think we can agree that Mason Cole and Chooks have been reliable contributors. Yeah. Um Especially Cole, he's just yeah. Not, I like Cole. I mean, he just there's and and I think Cole, this was something that we talked about back in camp. Cole yeah. is a Cole is a guy who I feel like the Steelers brought in on almost a test basis. Does that make sense? I can yeah. Look I can look agree. Look, at, look at his contract, and yeah. it's it's different than the James Daniels one. It's more like they they can get out of Cole's. I know that one for a fact. Yeah. And but Cole has to come in and say, "Hey, this is this is my position. I'm holding down. I'm the new mm-hmm. center for the Steelers." And he, we've talked all season, you and I, about how he's been front and center. But there's still so much missing. Yeah, there's still it is, so much and, missing. and
1: that's why I was going to go to just a, a quick second is if you look at the teams now, they're at the top of the pie, at the top of the hill. You, you see Buffalo still go trade for a guy, even mm-hmm. still. Okay, they mm-hmm. want to get another running back. You see friggin' Philly trade for a guy to, to ramp up their defense.
0: Okay. Imagine that. You, you <laughs> see what I'm
1: saying? You see Kansas City go get another offensive weapon. What I'm saying is this, even on the offense, even on the defensive side of the ball, even if you get TJ back, do you still feel good about the way Malik Reed has performed? No, you probably don't. No,
0: no. I
1: like Alex Highsmith, but Alex needs a guy behind him. Okay, yeah. TJ needs a guy behind him. Cam needs a guy or two beside him.
0: You know, I don't want to leave out DeMarvin Leal just because he's hurt. I, I think you. you know. I mean, you he he made some impact plays and he showed this crazy versatility for a rookie. The way mm-hmm. they were lining him up, even in TJ's spot. Remember when TJ went down? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, that was that was interesting.
1: Yeah, but but I guess what I'm saying and what you're saying too, DK, is there's a lot of help to be had when it comes to rebuilding this team.
0: There is and notice that we didn't check off any skill positions on this. Okay. You know, the so-called skill positions. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, the only segment that matters. That's on. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. And the only segment that matters, that's brought to you every day by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail. From how classic and unexpected flavors complement each other to the order, each fresh ingredient is added. Order your favorite item right now at the Get-Go Cafe and Market. Better believe it. All right, Moan. Yeah. I, I, got, uh, I got a pretty good one here. This is from... Casey, who says, first of all, great show, guys. And then, hey, Moan, I'd That's love me- to see Kenny go no huddle and draw plays in the sand and see what happens. It, it sure can't hurt the current situation. And besides, we got to see more of George Pickens. Now, there's a lot of this going on right now, Moan. So <laughs> yeah. why not first share with everybody what that actually means? What is What, is, what was Ben doing? When he drew plays in the sand, what did that actually mean? You were in that huddle. We were just in no
1: huddle at the line of scrimmage. And he give us our protection to protect him, whether five-man, six-man. Uh, with the running back or not the running back, most of the time the tight ends wouldn't be in those sets or they'd be lined up out wide. And from that point, he would give a guy routes on what he wanted to see them do. And there'd be options off of that. And it what I, I almost hate that we use that drawing up plays in the sand uh, concept because it really wasn't that. It was structured. It was structured freestyling is what it was. It was us being on the defensive side of offense, basically. You know how you react and you go and you see certain mm-hmm. stuff? That's what it was. It, 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 he would take a play and he would make a one guy do something differently than the original call, okay? Hmm. Or he would have a guy that he knew was on his heels and uh, at, at DB or corner or safety, And we would have that guy do something different than what the play was called Um, because it was very advantageous or he trusted his guys so much more than he did thinking what the defense could do to him. So it wasn't just like uncontrolled chaos is what it was. It was more or less like I know my guys up front got me
0: and from there I can operate everything else around me. So was there ever – I've never asked you this. Was there ever a a point there where he's kind of bragging a little bit like, hey, enough of this coordinator. Let's just do this.
1: No, it was never that. He never crapped on (laughs) him or said anything
0: (laughs) silly like that. I think that's what people think. They think Ben's out there just saying, to heck with that guy. Let's just do this ourselves.
1: It just flows better when the guy knows the offense just as good as the coordinators do. Or he's free at doing what he does. You know, it's just like, (laughs) I I guess it's just finally catching a groove. When Ben knew what he was up against and he he called his group, that's what it was about. It wasn't overriding anybody. And I think he'd probably say the same thing too. And this is the thing too. You got to think for the most part, the offense didn't change a whole lot from coordinator to coordinator because why would you change up Ben that much?
0: Because he's Ben.
1: Cause he's been. And also look at Aaron Rodgers or anybody else that goes mm-hmm. into those situations. What was one of the first things uh Matthew Stafford said when he went to uh when he went to to the Rams? Look, I, I, I let me learn you guys and stuff, and then I incorporate mine in. Like that goes into play also, or coaches form plans around those types of players. And that's okay. And but let's go to the other side of the question. Let's you know, bring up the Kenny Pickett. Kenny's not ready to freestyle. It's it's so much being thrown at him. There's so much about the pocket presence that he's got to learn. Just because he take one or two under the chin doesn't mean that he's ready to stand in there and do those types of things. And this is a build-up type of situation. I'm okay with giving Kenny a run slash check as far as, okay, we got a pass, and if the pass isn't in a good defense, then check to the run. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with Kenny saying, hey, alert, 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 and you flipping the play to the next side. I'm okay with him doing that, but to put him in shotgun and sit him back and say, Hey, Hey, young fella go. No, that's built over time, maybe year two, year three. But then again, if we're faced with another offensive coordinator, uh, (laughs) then he's, he's got to learn a new offense all over again. And with that being said, if that is the case, I still don't see Kenny going no huddle in year two. That's just not how it's going to roll. I'm, I like that idea, but he's not there.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's remember here that Kenny's next start in the NFL will be his fifth. And he's doing this behind an offensive line that we've already spent at least a third of this show criticizing uh, with a running (laughs) game that he can't check down to realistically because it doesn't do anything. Um, no. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, let's check down to the run. Okay, great. So you want zero yards or one yard or two yards yeah. on this play. There's, there's just not many options there for him right now. I think, Moan, uh, you know, without speaking for anybody here, people ask this because they just want some kind of narrative or something that says we're going to overcome Matt Canada. And if that means that Kenny would do it, and we already love Kenny, then it's just yeah. perfect. It's it just got this cavalry feel to it, and it, it there's nothing about it that's realistic. There just isn't.
1: I'll say this too, and we've we've mentioned this. I think this may be a great sticking point moving forward. Like the coach, the coordinator, and the quarterback have to pair. Okay, McVay and Stafford paired. Andy Reid, Eric Benemy, and Patrick Mahomes pair. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick pair. Okay, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich being the Byron mo- Leftwich, moderator. Byron Leftwich, that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, yeah Byron uh-huh. and, and Tom Brady paired, okay? It, it, it got it has to line up. Like, you can't have one. And truthfully, let's be real. Randy Finkner being paired. Todd Haley and Ben paired. Bruce Arians and Ben Roethlisberger paired. Just, it ran its course through all of them, and then you were left with what we have now. <laughs>
0: What, what's left now apparently is going to stay intact because the other thing that Tomlin shared with reporters today was that he's not making any coaching changes during the bye. So you're stuck with Matt Canada, and everyone in New Orleans can rejoice. That's, <laughs> that's the next opponent, by the way. oh let's do this again tomorrow, man. <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs>